getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like 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 Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. What's going on, guys? Shoot the J podcast is back. Took a little break, but New Year, same me. <clears throat> First show of the New Year. I'm feeling real good. Uh, basketball's at a at a at a great time right now. But I don't know. I just I just I missed you guys. It's, it's been a little minute. Had uh, some things I had to take care of. But like I said, Shoot the J is back. Uh, I'm ready to get into sports, all types of sports. Uh, but first off, I just want to hit this note on the head. Um, 2019 is going to be a great year for everybody. If you're checking out the podcast, I appreciate you in 2019. Uh, we, we, everybody out there, you know, chasing your bag, do what you got to do. Uh, you know, just started, but it's not too late to, you know, get on whatever you're trying to get on. All right, now let, let's get into some sports. Obviously, the big story, Boogie Cousins makes his debut for the Golden State Warriors. Um, it's about to be rough. Like, it's going to be really rough. Five All-Stars in the starting lineup the first time. That's happened since 1976. That's the Boston Celtics. Um, Boogie, he debuted with 14.6 rebounds in only 15 minutes. Also had the fastest foul out in his career. So good. it's a good thing to know that some things still stay the same. He's still fouling out, still arguing with refs. So that's no problem there. Um, but let's, let's just look at some things I want to talk about. Warriors with the five stars, we already, talked, we already mentioned that. That's something we've never seen before. Like we've seen a team with four star, four All Stars. We've seen a team with you know three Hall of Fame players, three All Stars, but never a full team of All Stars. Now, granted, Draymond Green is like, yeah, he is an All Star. Maybe he's not, but he works hard. He has two. He has a couple of chips. So you know, we we're not going to discredit him for that. But the fact that the Warriors have five All Stars, like Steve Kerr said, he's like, all right, season's over. Wrap it up. It's over. Like we don't we don't have to play anymore. It's all good. So with that, I'm just like, yo, like what like what why are we really bothered by the Warriors? Like do we really like do we really hate them? Cause for, for me, we can't use the term unfair because life is unfair. Like players now have the ability to go wherever they want, whatever team they want, and we can't we can't drag Boogie for choosing the Warriors because couple summers ago, a player who is number two in the league right now did the same thing. Joined an already established team, got them two more chips. So it's like, can we blame Boogie? He wasn't getting the money. He he wasn't getting offered the money he wanted. So I'm going to go somewhere where I could win a ring too. Like, what makes the most sense? Get this ring this year, then go somewhere next year. I'm going to get mad bread. Like, I mean, we're still trying to figure out if KD is staying. But if I'm Boogie, I, I'm taking this deal. Now, my main concern with that is every time the Warriors like lose a, a piece that helped them win a chip, they renovate it with one of the top players at that position. You're, t- you're probably talking about, all right, so they're already established, right? Harrison Barnes, small forward, playing well, locking up on defense. 
but you know he he kind of goes very cold in, in in the chip that they uh in the in the finals that they lost against LeBron. He goes very cold. What do they do? They re- they let Harrison Barnes go to the Mav and replace him with Kevin Durant. If that's not an upgrade, I don't know what is. So they get Kevin Durant. Boom. Now they win a chip with, Je- with JaVel McGee and Zaza Pachulia. So you're like, all right, they're good role players. It is what it is. Zaza leaves. JaVel goes to the Lakers. Who do they replace those two bums with? DeMarcus Cousins, arguably one of the best centers in the league right now. Like, that's what people are, like, mad at because it's like, you know, the team's getting better. So you can't, you can't, you can't knock their hustle. The team is, is finding a way to stay relevant and get better at key positions. But it's like, yo, don't people want to beat the Warriors? Like, don't, don't people want to, you know, be the team that knocks them off the pedestal? Oh, we just, we just going to keep joining. Like, the West is already tough. So we're just going to keep joining the team that's already winning, that's already getting the chips, that's already, you know, setting new records. We're just going to keep joining that team and making them better. Not not when they lose a piece, all right, they lost a piece. Let's let's play somewhere else and knock them off. Nah, these these players are joining them. So I heard um earlier like nobody really hates the Warriors for winning cuz that's that's never that's never a a bad thing unless you know like unless that's your rival team. So I'm like if the Lakers are winning, you obviously hate them if you're the Celtics or if you're the Clippers. If the if the you know, if the let me see if the Mavs are winning, you obviously hate them if you're the Spurs or the Rockets. Like those are teams like is rooted like you do not like them at all. For the Warriors, nobody really dislikes the Warriors. Like they have cool players. I mean, unless you take away Draymond Green who could be a little annoying, and KD with his uh, snake-like antics. But besides that, people like the Warriors. They have a very likable team. What people don't like is the bandwagon fans. Bandwagon fans can get you to hate a team so much that you would think that they slapped your mother or something. Like, people hate bandwagon fans. It happens for every team. It happens for every team. The Warriors bandwagon fans can't stand them. The Miami Heat bandwagon fans can't stand them. If you're not from Cleveland, I know for a fact you weren't a Cavs fan. But for some reason, all these Cavs fans come from out of nowhere. Cavs jerseys, Cavs banners, Cavs hats. You you don't even like these teams. But because they're, they're bandwagon fans, it makes you dislike the team so much. And I just like because I'm a fan of basketball. But if you ask a Warriors fan right now to name five players from 2008, the year before Steph got there, I bet you you would hear crickets. There's, like, nobody can name these players. So that's what gets under people's skins. Because it's like, you have, no, you have no problem with a winning franchise. Nobody hates, nobody hated Jordan and the Bulls. Nobody hated uh, Bernie and Celtics. Nobody hated Magic and, and the Lakers. Nobody hated uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> Now, Patriots fans will make you hate Tom Brady and the Patriots, but Tom Brady himself, hardworking individual, always going out and trying to play at the highest level. The Patriots, a Class A organization, building through the draft, uh, signing key free agents, building everything correctly. Like, this is what franchises should aim to be. But when you have a really annoying fan base, that can take that can throw all of that out the door. The Spurs don't have an annoying fan base, one. And two, they do everything the right way. So when they were winning, nobody cared. 
we just enjoyed good basketball. It's the Ulster Spurs. That's that's cool. Like they play basketball the right way. They do all the things the right way. We had no problem with that. So I think that is that's the main thing. Warriors bandwagon fans will get you to hate their team. But as far as success, as far as you know, the right coaching, the right players, the right uh, front office, the right um, development system. Ev- the Warriors do all those things perfectly. Like, let's not forget, they just started signing big names. Those year, the year when they won 73 games, the year that they won uh, their first championship, that was built through the draft. Steph is a product. Clay's a product. Draymond's a product. All those guys are products of a draft. So they did things the right way. The we cannot stand. Well, I'm not. I'm gonna say we. I cannot stand bandwagon fans. That will get me to just annihilate a team from the gate because of their fans. But like I said, Warriors doing it the right way. So there, there isn't too much of a problem like that. It's just you know, just you, you just you just can't stand bandwagon fans. But uh, I, I will leave that to them. Uh, if you are a true Warriors fan, if you are listening and happen to be a Warriors fan, send me a note on my on my Instagram at Shoot the J Podcast. Let me tell me five players without using Google, without using Wikipedia, any of that, without using Basketball Reference, NBA.com, any of that. Tell me five players that were on the Warriors before 2008, and we'll we'll go from there. If you could do that cleanly, cleanly. So, but let's 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 let's. Finish talking about the Warriors, who are already a problem, who are already giving, wrecking and giving teams, uh, like, causing teams havoc. For the longest, they were like third, fourth seed, like kind of teeter tottering. Now they're 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 back in full swing. They've they've uh, they've overtaken the number one seed in the West. So that now now the world can go back to normal. So that that's that's up. That's happening. Um, Took it away from the took it away from the Nuggets, but yeah, with that, it's like, what is the when you're going into a game plan for the Warriors? What are you thinking as a coach? Cause you're not saying let's double Boogie on the block because he can pass out a double team. You're not gonna double KD. You're not gonna double anybody. You have to play this Warriors team straight up, and if you do double, you have to pray that they miss. But what was the last team? The last team you saw. Where you can, when you have to play all five straight up, there's I don't care what you say, I don't care what you what you what you're thinking. There's always one person or two people on the team on the court that you could double. I don't I do not care. There's always one or two people you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to double this guy, and you know get the ball out of their best player's hand. Now, you play the Warriors. You're not you, who are you doubling? You're gonna double Draymond so you can pass to a, to a pass to a shooter. You're gonna let him play straight up. You're not going to double Boogie because he could pass out of it. You can't double Steph because he's just different. If You're not going to double Clay because he, he doesn't need dribbles to score, so you're not going to double him. And I'm KD's a different monster. You try and double him. It's for, I've never seen a successful double team on Kevin Durant. He's always breaking some type of double team. So now you have to play the Warriors straight up. One-on-one basketball the whole game. And you might have to get a little cute and creative with the traps. We... I'm I I would not be like shocked to see teams go to a zone when they play the Warriors because that's your best bet because you you can't play them straight up. So if the Warriors start going, if if Warriors opponents start playing a zone against them, it only makes the most sense. Now I'm not gonna, oh you heard it here first they they're gonna play like 
it's not even a hurting at first. It makes the most sense because you playing these guys straight up one on one is gonna be is gonna be a massacre. And all five run the floor at that. So it's not like there's one slow guy that's going to, you know, if you double up and transition or whatever, like, okay, like, we'll have the man advantage. All five players for the Warriors starters run the floor. And DeMarcus got, he got 14 and 6. Um, I apologize. It was uh, 15 and, yeah, no, it was 14. He got 14 and 6 in 15 minutes. Imagine when Boogie starts playing 20 minutes. 25 minutes. Imagine like when he when he's fully healthy and starts hitting that 30 minute mark. Like there's enough points to go around. They all killed with with Boogie's 14 and 6. Like the Warriors are really something like we already knew there was something to mess with. We, we already knew they were, you know, somebody that was going to cause headaches, but now, but now it's 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 different. Like the Warriors are really somebody who who will get you upset. You know? Like the 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 Warriors I don't even want to say like there there was a a meme put on Bleacher Report, Steve Kerr, Thanos, and he put Demarcus Cousins as the fifth Infinity Stone, and it just it makes all the sense. Like my my last podcast that I did, I called him you know the go to say Thanos. Like it's going to be bananas for for the rest of the for the rest of the the season. So thankfully we're you know we got a couple of weeks until the All Star game. We'll see how they mesh uh, until then. But as of right now, these <laughs> these warriors are, are are getting me tight. It's gonna be a long, long day, but we'll see. But when we get back, I kind of want to jump on a different uh, different team real quick. Gonna talk about the outstanding play of you know James Harden, how he's been just cooking with grease. So when to get on that, um, my MVP race, I kind of I want to touch that too, and. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about uh, the LeBron James effect again because I feel like we we always get on that, but it has reared its ugly head again this season. So when we get back, we're gonna touch on those topics. Uh, keep it locked to shoot the J podcast. Welcome back. So when we left off, we were talking about the Warriors and just how unfair that they've become. But like I said, life's unfair. So you 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 deal with the with the cards that you dealt. Uh, you just you just play. Warriors got five All Stars now. What 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 can you do? It is what it is. Try and beat them. I can't because I don't want to use the other one. If you can't beat them, join them because everybody's been doing that. So I don't want that. But just just you know try. I guess you know try your best. Get a participation award. Uh, Warriors I guess are gonna win the chip this year. So find other things to. To play for, you know, I just I'm at a loss. But like I said, we were talking about uh, James Harden, how he's been playing out of his mind. When I started, you know, when I started like doing like my research for the podcast, I was hell bent on three candidates. That's it in this order: number three, Nikola Jokic, who's been playing crazy for the Nuggets, had them at the number one seed in the West. Uh, they led the power rankings for multiple weeks, so I I was hell bent. I'm like, okay, yeah, like Nikola Jokic is. Like, basically doing this single-handedly. Like, the Nuggets were already a good team. Like, they've been on the come-up for the last couple of seasons. But now, like, he's, you know, taking them, you know, over the, like, over the hump. Like, they're a top team in, in the NBA. Like, considering who the other teams are behind them. Like, OKC, uh, the Rockets, uh, who else? You know, the Spurs. Like, those, like the, the Nuggets have leapfrogged some really good teams. So... 
He's number three for me. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm only saying this because, one, the Bucks always come into every season with high expectations. They're supposed to be one of the top teams in the in the in the league. You know, they're supposed to run the East. They're always supposed to be a top four seed in the East. Always. Every year. And what and what do they do? They start off, you know, maybe three, maybe four, maybe even two. But then they always come back down to earth. I'm not gonna reward an MVP who repeatedly does the same thing every season. Like for the last two seasons, he led the Bucks in all five statistical categories. Like that hasn't happened in like Years like over 10 15 years that deserves an MVP right there, but because his team always underachieved, it was like, well, We're not gonna reward you, so he's basically doing the same thing again this year. But what what changes? Oh, because they're the number two seed now. Nah, I'm good. And like, let, let's see after the all star break when they always come back down to earth, like I always say, we'll see then. And if they, they're still like the two seed. Or maybe have the best record in basketball. By all means, Giannis, you earned it. You deserve it. You got it. But if they fall, if they fall to like the fifth or sixth seed, or even the fourth seed, if they're four, five, six, he can't. He's not getting MVP. He can't get the MVP. It just it doesn't make any sense. My MVP goes to Kawhi, the Claw Leonard. Why? Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. He does it on both ends of the floor. Now, you're saying, John, you just basically complimented for Giannis for leading all five statistical categories. Yeah, I know what I just said. And by all-star break, we'll, it'll be somebody else taking over this, this, this spotlight. But the Raptors have the best record in, in the NBA. In the NBA, not just the East, the NBA. Kawhi's averaging 20-plus 20, 20 points. He's His defensive rating is up really high this year. Like, come on. And, and the Raptors supposed to fall off. They, they, they lost to Montrose, and they were supposed to lose. That was their main scorer. And with the addition of Kawhi, his offense is more free. And look and look what, look what is happening. So, like I said, barring any injury, Kawhi Leonard will win MVP. And as long as, like, you know, the Raptors don't do this dumb thing where they're, like, resting him on back-to-backs or, like, he's, like, sitting out, like, weird games, like, then I'm cool with it. Like, Kawhi has locked it up. And his resume... Is def will definitely be Hall of Fame worthy. Youngest NBA Finals MVP. He has a he'll have he'll be a multiple time Defense Player of the Year. Uh, he has NBA Championship, and this year, minus anything catastrophic happening, he will win the MVP. And that is that's one hell of a resume for somebody who is on a one year deal and who can go anywhere after the season. Yeah, that that is one heck of a resume. So. Those were my those were my three guys. Like I, I was sticking to it, but James Harden, my favorite shooting guard, might I add, has been showing off. Like he he's he's been getting crazy. You're like who? James? James? Like that James? He's been he's been killing. So he passed Kobe Bryant for most consecutive games with 30 points, and we all know what Kobe Bryant's about. He's he's about that check life, about that score life. He's shooting even if he's triple team, quadruple team, all five people on him life. And James Harden passed him for most consecutive 30-point games, and he's doing it efficiently, shooting just under 50%. In these last couple stretches, I believe in his last five games, he's averaging over 40 points, I think over eight assists and six rebounds. So James Harden is doing a little bit of everything. My only concern for James Harden, 
because you know it's cool to rattle off all the records. You know he also has a record from um, eleven straight games with he made five threes or more. So like I thought that was a Steph Curry or, or a Clay Thompson record or you know maybe something Ray Allen did a long time ago. But nope, that's a James Harden record now. My biggest concern is playoff James Harden versus regular season James Harden. Now, in the regular season right now, James Harden is doing it all offensively. Like, his usage is up. He has the highest usage in the NBA. He doesn't have Chris Paul there to take some of the offensive responsibilities. He just lost Clint Capella for four to six weeks. So that's that's more ammunition from his offensive game that he has to, you know, use to score. He's lost he lost a bunch of shooters in the offseason. He lost Carmelo Anthony this, this season. I mean, well... Carmelo Anthony lost himself. Like, the Rockets needed somebody to blame, so they used him. So he got rid of Carmelo Anthony. And now he has to, like I said, he has to carry the load offensively for longer per- for longer periods of time than he really expects to. Like, if I came into the season and I know we were one game from being the Warriors, that's a fully strength team. And he hasn't had a full strength team yet. So Chris Paul, when you come back, it's imperative. Like, if the Rockets skip a beat... Your legacy is slow for you, bro. Like, it's it, that thing is going to take a hit. But anyway, like I was saying, regular season versus playoff season, um, playoffs, James Harden is a whole different animal. Regular season, he's aggressive. He gets whatever he gets to the bucket, gets whatever call he wants. He's a maestro with the basketball, killing in offensive sets. But in the, in the playoffs, turnover prone, uh, disappears in big moments. Like, what, like, I don't, if, if there was a championship after the 82 games, then yeah, James Harden would probably win that. But in the playoffs, we get two different James Hardens. Like, he's a shell of himself. James, that game has to translate over. Now, like I said, I know from, from watching you carry all this, all of this, you're good. I feel like he's going to be burnt out by the time he gets to the playoffs. Like, it, like, he's going to be so like fried that the rockets are they're they're already like they're going to they struggle when he has bad games but now that he's doing so much during the um regular season he's definitely going to be an all-star so that's extra basketball like he's really going to have like time off to recuperate cuz James Harden does take games off the rockets are going to struggle when he struggles in the playoffs cuz unless you're shot or stabbed in the playoffs, refs not calling fouls. They let you, they let people play in the playoffs. Like they they let you rock out. So you know, I'm just I'm just looking at it from that perspective. Like James Harden might be out of gas by the time he gets to the playoffs, and within with by the time the playoffs start, the Warriors might be fully healthy. Nuggets might be fully healthy. OKC maybe Russell Westbrook will stop getting in his own way. Those will be three healthy teams where James Harden needs to be at his best at all times. And if he's not, the Rockets will suffer. And then, again, his his reputation as playoff playoff um, James Harden versus regular season James Harden is just going to take another hit. Because in, in the regular season, he is unstoppable. Offensively gifted. Gets whatever he wants. And in the playoffs, like I said, he is a shell of himself. Like, he, the two don't even compare. So... You know, James Harden needs to find a way to pace himself. You know, like, you, you're still dull because you, you score at will. You can do whatever you want. But there has to be some type of balance. So, I mean, granted, you, you play, you, like I said, you, you play with the, the cards you're dealt. So, James Harden has to make it work with, you know, without Chris Paul, without Clint Capella, without a bunch of shooters. But 
It should be interesting to see him during playoff time after exerting all his energy, trying to win another MVP award, how he plays in the playoffs. Because he's single-handedly taking him to the sixth seed. So that, that, that's another bid for his MVP thing right there. Like, they were washed away. Like, people who said the Rockets, like, there's no way in hell this was the team that was that came within one game of beating the, the Warriors. Now, granted, they have a lot of roster changes, but their offensive changes were fine. Like, they, they, they shouldn't skip a beat on offense. Defense is going to take a hit, but offense, they're fine. They should, they should be fine. But, after, like I said, with, if he wears down, this playoff, James Harden is going to rear his ugly head, and the Warriors are just going to, I mean, they're already going to get crazy through the playoffs. But if they end up going against a, you know, withered down, tired, exhausted James Harden, and Chris Paul, you know, in the playoffs, he always gets hurt. So if that happens, you can just kiss kiss this Rockets team goodbye. Like, it's, it's going to be super slow for them. But James Harden has definitely thrown his, like I said, he's thrown his MVP hat back in the ring. You know, we're considering, you know, a fourth candidate now. But like I said, for the longs, it was just those three. But James Harden is definitely playing out of his mind. Uh, but speaking of a team who, you know, was struggling without without their superstar, um, the Lakers are exactly what we thought they would be without LeBron. Like, the LeBron James effect is is real. Like, like we already knew, like, the Cavs were trash. Like, prior to him coming and after him leaving. Now, not as trash as the first time he left. Because, you know, they still had, you know, K-Love. They, like, they still have some, you know, key pieces or whatever. But they are, like, extra trash now. Like, like super trash. So, LeBron came over. I didn't think the Lakers were going to make the playoffs anyway. Like, it's the West. Like, I know how good LeBron James is. But these young players, like, the only person who I really had faith in playing-wise was, you know, Kyle Kuzma. Now, Rajon Rondo being a great point guard, he is. He can get people to play better, get people to play tougher. Um, Sidon Lance Stevenson, he'll get people to play harder. You know, JaVale McGee's a weirdo, but he's two-time NBA champ. So, it's like, you know, he brings some championship pedigree to the team. But the Lakers just can't seem to get out of their own way. Like, they're 4-6 and six in their last 10, right? Kyle Kuzma playing like he should have been taken second overall. And Brandon Ingram should have been signed from the D-League. Like... I apologize. It's the G League now. So, you know, I, I would assume with LeBron James out, that would mean Brandon Ingram would get more green light. You know, just those, at least those two would be bouncing, you know, taking the scoring responsibilities from each other. You know, Ingram, Kuzma, like those are two nice players at the position where they can interchange. You know, Kuzma could be the three or the four. Ingram could be three or the four. Like they should be playing better than what they are, but they're not. And with that, it's like, is that because LeBron's not there? Because they're, they're in most of these games. Like, they they haven't been getting clapped. Like, they lost a heartbreaker last night to James Harden uh, and the Rockets in overtime. But, you know, like, just, I, I don't know. So, for Lakers fans, you guys could chalk it up as, you know, if you guys don't make the playoffs, oh, there were injuries, LeBron was out, you know. And, unfortunately, Lonzo Ball, Got an ankle injury um, in the game against the Rockets recently. So now you don't have no LeBron, no Rondo, no Ball, no Nasty, because that didn't make any sense. No Lonzo Ball. So all these players are out. Who are you guys going to key in on for point guard responsibility? Josh Hart? I guess. Uh, Who else? Lance Stevenson? I guess. So Luke Walton's doing what he can. But I really think that the Lakers have underestimated the this groin injury. Like, because 
I've, I've said, like, I'm going to miss LeBron when he retires. Like, them, like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's arguably the second greatest basketball player to ever test the hardwood. But to see him out like this, like, we all seen LeBron, you know, do some nutty stuff. Like, he won't play, like, against a crazy, like, he won't play a game on, a, like, a televised, like, a big televised game. We seen him be punished for that. He, he'll sit out on back-to-backs where the team he played against was trash and the team he does play against is, is like, playoff bound. Like, we've seen many things like that. But to see LeBron James take so many, like, nights off because of this injury, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. LeBron James is like Iron Man. Like, we, he's one of the most durable players in the league. Like, why is he out so long? Like, what what's happening? Like, that's something we're not used to. So I, I'm definitely like, yo, like, I don't want to see LeBron break down in L.A., I still want him to be his elite self. I don't. I don't want to see him on a bench in street clothes, drinking a drinking a glass of wine. What the hell? Like I don't want to see that. I want to see LeBron James on the floor getting crazy. So I mean, like I said, Brian Windhorst. He said uh, there was an interview he did or whatever. He said you know LeBron James would play if it was the playoffs, but in the regular season he's taking his time with his injury. I'm like, mm, I don't think that's it. I think the other article I read, like I think the the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, misdiagnosed his uh, his groin injury because groin injuries like they take a little bit I, w- I want to say like they're preferred two or three weeks like that's sort of kind of what it is but if it's more than that like he's going on a month missing NBA action like like the last time he played was Christmas like that's a that's a minute so apparently he's iron uh, return against the Warriors so I'll be Boogie versus LeBron all oh, that's cute but nah not not, not so much so LeBron, I guess, get better soon. But until then, the Lakers, like I said, Lakers use the excuse of, you know, if we didn't make the playoffs, you know, everybody was injured, this, that, third, blah, blah. Or you could just use the fact that you guys weren't really that good with or without LeBron. But, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see what it is. But, yeah, like I said, they have a rough couple of games coming up, especially if LeBron's not back and just trying to find uh, someone to take over the point guard duties because it's going to be rough. I doubt they could trust Ingram or, you know, anybody else to bring the ball up. So, Josh Hart, your time is now. Make it happen, Captain. Uh, do what you got to do. But, yeah, like I said, they don't make the playoffs. You you can use that song and dance, and, and that'll, that'll that'll work for you. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, who else will I want to get on? Oh, so, yeah, besides that. So, I'm going to talk about some teams that uh, definitely – are surprising right now, so you know we'll get into that. But uh, quick, I want to get into a quick word from our sponsors. So after that, I'll hit on some of the teams that have surprised me this off season, and you let me know if those teams match up with yours, or if you have a different team. So we'll get on that. Keep it locked. The Shoot the J podcast. Yeah, so I was talking to a friend of mine, and we, you know, we're just rambling about basketball stuff. And um, he said to me, uh, you know what team is good this year? And I said, who? He said, the Nets. I said, the Nets? <laughs> the Nets? You mean the other team that used to be in New Jersey, but now the other team in New York? Oh, hell no. You rambling, boy. He was like, man, the Nets have been killing. Like, they've they been dogging, bro. He was like, yo, yo, for real, my G, like, they dead be killing. I'm just like, all right. Like, I'm, I, so now I'm done talking to Brooklyn people because y'all be giving me a headache when, when y'all be talking. But... I had to do some some research. I said, wait a minute. The Nets right now are in the sixth seed if the playoffs were to start tomorrow. So I'm already stressed out about that because, like, who the hell said the Nets could be good? Like, like whose idea was this for, for Brooklyn to be popping again? Like, 
Like, I don't have Joe Johnson, Jerron Williams, KG, and Pete, and Paul Pierce on your team anymore. Like, who said y'all can make the playoffs? But apparently this kid, D'Lo, I, like, I cannot stand D'Angelo Russell. Like, I think D'Angelo Russell is, like, basura. But boy dropped 40 points the other day against the Magic, had eight three-pointers made. Like, he's he's proven himself in, in Brooklyn. I mean, he has a lot left to prove to me as far as, you know, like a top guard or anything like that. But, it, you know, like I just feel like he was definitely, like, overrated. Like, like the... The Lakers could have took another pick that year. But it is what it is. Whatever worked for them. They drafted him, then traded him. So you see how that works. Um, but, yeah. But I, I was telling him, I said, you would think the years when the Nets didn't own their own draft pick, those would be the years they would try to be good. You know, like winning over, you know, 30, 40 games. So that way when the team who does have your draft pick doesn't have it so high, you know, i.e., that Jason Tatum pick or, you know, those other picks that belong to the Celtics. You know, if, if that was me and I knew my situation, I'm like, yo, we need to go out there and play hard. We don't own our pick for three years. We need to try and be a lottery team or even better. We need to try and make the playoffs. Just that third. Nope. Instead, they tanked it up. We're terrible. And now the Celtics and, and, and other teams have great players because they decided to tank. And now they own their own pick. And what are they doing? Trying to make the playoffs. You see, Brooklyn, y'all can't, y'all can't even win right. Y'all can't even tank right. Like, y'all are just El Terrible. Like, it makes no sense. Like, y'all own y'all, y'all own y'all pick now. So, like, why don't you just suck so you can get a top pick? Previous years, you did own your pick. And you're at the bottom of the East, the worst team. Now you do. Now you're winning. So, listen, whatever works for you guys, uh, you guys will definitely be back will drop back to earth very sooner than later. Uh, the playoff, it looks good right now. Six seed, oh, whoop a. But there are teams that are like coming that are definitely gonna pass you guys. But I don't wanna sound like a hater. I think it's dope. Shout out to Brooklyn for being in the playoffs or whatever, whatever you know helps you guys sleep at night. But um, yeah, that'll that'll be uh, over soon. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see the moves that you guys make around you know the trade deadline. Um, another team that's Definitely surprising this year. Oklahoma City. Um, I think with this, like I always say, Russ is, Russ is getting in his own way. Being L terrible. Like, just being boss. Like, basura. Like, like there was a game he went 7 for 30. Like, Russ, like, these are the reasons that KD left, man. Like, you gotta be, you have to be a point guard that reads the situations of games. Like, you have to be the person that notices I'm in a drought, let me get to somebody else. Or I'm going, I'm not hitting today, let me get somebody else. Or I have 30 assists because this person hitting, let me not try and break my streak of assists because I want to get points too. Like, Rush, you have to stay in the flow of the game, man. Like, it just, it makes sense when you're in the flow of an offense and when you're in the flow of a game. Like, everybody prospers when you do so. Not when you're chucking up because PG has 30 and you have 24, but PG can't be leading scorer because you you're the leading scorer. Like, come on, Russ, you, you gotta do better. So the only reason right now that the Oklahoma City Thunder are in the third seed is because PG is carrying them there. Like I said, I had you know my MVP race, I have five. It's Kawhi, Giannis, Jokic, Harden, and PG. Because he's the reason why Oklahoma 
while Oklahoma City is playing the way they are. Because if we just leave it up to Russ, they'll be the sixth seed, maybe the seventh seed best. That's just a fact. Like, like Russ is going to get his team to the playoffs. We never doubt that. But they're never going to be better than the fifth seed, six or seven. So with that, shout out to PG for keeping you know this team leveled, for uh, you know making sure that Russell Westbrook doesn't implode the the team, you know. So uh, I just want to you know keep it keep it reasonable. Um, with that, you know PG is playing his way. Like I say, he's plays his way into the MVP conversation. It's only right that he's mentioned there, and. Um, you know, definitely going to be an all-star this year. So, Russ, just, you know, like it's, it's, I know it's your team. I know it's your city. But it's, it's okay to take, take a step back, to, 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 you know, be in a passion seat. Like, it's, it's cool sometimes, especially when you're winning. Like, if you guys weren't winning, I can understand why your alpha dog mentality would take over. But you guys are winning. There's, there's no reason to, to mess up a good thing. Like, you guys are winning. Third, like, third in the West. Like just, just go, go with the flow, Russ. Don't, don't force it. Don't force it. Just, just go with the flow. You know. But um, you know, I, like I said, Russ's biggest thing is just learning how to defer. Reading, reading the the situation of, of games. Reading your situation. Like knowing that. Like, like after every quarter, the coaches get stat sheets. So Russ sees that he is like five for twenty one. And he'll say, hmm, how could I improve on that? Instead of saying, how many assists do I have? How many turnovers do I have? Okay, I will affect the game in that way. But nah, he'll just, he'll just shoot the lights out. So we'll see. But those are, you know, two teams where I was really like, wow, like, they're really decent right now. Like, I'm very surprised. I'm surprised that the Pistons aren't better because Blake Griffin, he's playing like somebody stole something, like from the three-point line, killing inside. But that team... Really, is a point guard bad. Like Reggie Jackson has to play off the ball. Like his point guard days, I think, might be numbered. Like he definitely has to play off the ball. But those three teams, I'm really, you know, surprising. Who are either overachieving or underachieving? So yeah, definitely one. You know, one of each. Like overachieving, the Nets. Uh, underachieving, you know, the Pistons, and then just right in the middle is the Thunder. Where it's like. You know, like they're playing well for themselves, but we know we know what Russ is about, so we'll we'll see when they come down to earth. But as right now, like that's that's how it's working. I, I like it. Um, I also wanted to talk about just you know other thing that's going on in the NBA. Um, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to tell my story. If if you listen, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to do a documentary, whatever. Surviving the New York Knicks, like it's. It's it's a sorry case right now. Like we're we're finding new and inventive ways to tank. Like we're really passionate about getting Zion or RJ or Cam. Like it's serious now. Like we like we played in London recently, and I saw Zoe Alonzo Trier. If, if you don't know, uh, we're just going up for a layup. Time expiring, we get a goal tending. So we we were up a hundred to I think it was ninety nine. So the game is basically. Over like we just need to stop. We got a goaltending in the last seconds of the game. Knicks lose. I've never been so proud of a tanking team in my life. Like I, I was just, I was just overjoyed because now everybody's on this on one accord. We get it. 
It's tank season. Knicks tank 2019. Let, let's, let's keep going with the flow. Let's, let's make it happen. The more we lose, the more we win. So right now, we, we have, I think we have the second worst record in the league because apparently now the Bulls are trash. I mean, they were always trash, but they are like extra trash now. So we have 10 wins. The Bulls have 10 wins, but they're 10 and 36. We're 10 and 34. The Cavs only have nine wins. I don't even know how they're still a franchise. And the Suns, I think, have nine, nine or 10 wins too. So we're trying, man. We're trying to be as terrible as possible. Let's tank efficiently, people. Let's do it, man. Let, let's let's go. Frank Nilakina, I read some reports that the that the um that the Suns and the Magic trying to trade for him. Trade him immediately. Trade him immediately. The uh Dennis Smith Jr. is not reporting to the Mavs camp. Huh. I wonder whose team he should really be on. Thanks, Phil. You gave us Frank instead. I need Zion in, in the New York Knicks jersey. I need uh, I need Cam Reddish in a in a New York Knicks jersey. I need one of my Duke guys in a in a in a in a New York Knicks jersey. It'll be all fine and dandy after that. I'll be good to go. Life will be better. KP will be back. Like, come on, Knicks. Like, like if if you're gonna if you're gonna tank, go all out. Do it right. Don't mess this up. Knicks are count. Knicks fans are counting on you guys. Tank it up. Tank it up. Girl, what's in your cup? Got a couple bottles, could have bottled enough. That that doesn't even make any sense, but it just, I, I don't know. Tank, just tank it up, Knicks, please. Please do me that favor and tank. Um, But yeah, so hopefully we, we win on the uh, Zion sweepstakes. Like, I'm, 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 looking, I'm looking forward to it. I'm praying for it, so let, let, we'll, we'll see. Uh, speaking of a former Nick, Carmelo Anthony is about to be dealt by the Rockets. I don't know why they are pitching Holden and... Keeping him, they could have been dealt him, but they're waiting until February or whatever to trade deadline to get him. So they're about to sign Kenneth Reed, who did a buyout with the Nets. So Melo, like, I want to say all things are looking up now. Lala put up a TBT with with her and him on her Instagram. So I'm like, okay, life is good. Melo's going back. And as soon as that post went up, I want to say two days later, multiple teams have shown interest in Carmelo Anthony. I said, look at God. I said, if there was only one way, that is the way. And it's through the, oh, almost had me speaking in tongues. Because now Carmelo Anthony is about to be back in the league. Uh, multiple sources have said he's looking to sign with the Lakers. So, you know, like we all know Carme- uh, Lala's schedule. She always wanted him to be in a top market or whatever, especially when it comes to her act or her, you know, acting uh, career. So New York was ideal. But now if he goes to L.A., it's even, it works even better. So... I don't know, man. Carmelo, we could see Carmelo Anthony back in the league soon. Uh, I would enjoy that. I think that would be dope. Like he has a lot. He has a lot left in the tank. We need to give him. We need to give him a chance. We need to give him an opportunity. Like it's it's only right. Like it makes the most sense. Like let's let's show Carmelo Anthony some love. Let's give him the respect he deserves. Let's sign him on a team. Like if Car- if Vince Carter gets a job, Carmelo Anthony should get a job. Like and that's no knock on Vince Carter. Like my man. Like. He's still half man, half amazing, but Carmelo Anthony is is not, you know, he's not depleted. He's not, he's not like stick a fork in him over. Like Carmelo Anthony Anthony can still get you buckets. So hopefully the Lakers give him a chance. Uh, Hopefully, you know, that works out for him. I can can only hope and imagine. Uh, All-star votes came out the other other week. So um, right now, if I had to vote, 
just for East and West purposes, I know like afterwards like they have team captains, but for East and West purposes, uh, definitely for the West, you got to go Steph, you got to go James, you have to go PG, KD, AD. That's pretty simple. But no, I apologize. Not AD. I mean, AD will make it, but you got to put Jokic. Now now I think about it. I apologize, Jokic. My bad. I almost messed that up. So yeah, so for starter-wise, for the West again, Steph, the beard, um, KD, PG, Jokic. Like that That should be the starters for this, for this one, for the West. For the East, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm torn between... I'm torn between Kemba and Kawhi. Only because Kemba's been playing like nutty. Like he's been the Hornets like main guy. I mean he's always been the main guy, but really like he's been playing out of his mind. So I wanna go with, you know, if I had to just sneak somebody in there, it'd probably be it'd probably be Kyrie, because Kyrie's been playing like more efficiently these last couple of games. So it'd be Kyrie. Then you have to go with let's see. Kyrie. Uh hmm. Trying to think, who's another top guard this year? Well, you got it. Ah, damn. I hate to say it, but so you got to go: Kyrie, Simmons, Kawhi, Giannis. Damn, this must be two Sixer starters. Ugh. Yeah. I'm dang. It's hurting me now. I might just do Kyrie and Kyrie and uh Kemba if that's the case. Ugh. But yeah, if, if I'm being unbiased, it's gonna be Kyrie. Simmons, Kawhi, Giannis, and Joel. That that looks like the five. That might be the, the ten for, for the All-Stars. But Derrick Rose will sneak his way into an All-Star bid. Um, trying to think who else has been playing well. Oladipo is going to be All-Star again. Um, hmm. Trying to think some surprise. Like maybe some first-time All-Stars. Uh, nah, Jamal Murray's numbers aren't really that good to be an All-Star this year. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Clint could, well, no, he'll be hurt, but we'll see. But Clint Capella could possibly be an all-star this year. And, hmm, DeRozan could sneak in in the West. LaMarcus Aldridge definitely could be an all-star again this year. Uh, I'm trying to think in the East. The East should be wide open, but it's kind of not really. Blake will be all-star again this year, except for in the East. Um, Andre Drummond will be all-star. So, pretty, it's, I think, you know, the West is more easier to predict. The East is, you know, definitely wide open. But those two teams, it should be, it should be good. But even though I'm a basketball heavy, um, heavy, you know, content, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dumb. Like, I'm not, I'm not stupid. So, I, I know what's going on in sports. And the the you know conference championships are today you know Pats Chiefs Rams uh, Rams Saints so I'm not dumb like I know what's up but you know I, I right now I'm leaning towards uh, Breeze uh, Brady Super Bowl like that would be dope you know two top elite quarterbacks at their position playing but I also like to see you know the young guns go at it you know Mahomes versus Golf. But in my heart of hearts, because Tom Brady, like, has struggled at Arrowhead, I want to say the Chiefs might pull it out. No nasty. But you'll be crazy to bet against Tom Brady. 
So like I say, when it all comes down to it, it's going to be a Brady Breeze Super Bowl. But if, you know, Tom Brady just happens to struggle, it'll be the Saints are going regardless. So the Saints are going to be in the Super Bowl. The only way the Saints are not in the Super Bowl is if they have just the craziest, like, outing today. Like, it's just terrible. But besides that, Saints are going to be in the Super Bowl. We're just trying to figure out, you know, who the AFC champion will be. I'm leaning towards Brady because, you know, he's just one of those players where you should not bet against him. But like I said, him on the road has been rough. Like, his career numbers prove that. Him at Arrowhead is tough. Like, his numbers have proved that as well. So, we'll see. But I'm leaning towards uh, Brady Breeze, pass versus Saints. Ultimately, the Saints winning the chip because Drew Brees has just been amazing this year. So, we'll see. But like I said, basketball-heavy content. But, you know, I, we know sports. Like, I'm not I'm not crazy. Like, I know what's going on. So, I'm going to get on that. But, um... Yeah, it's been a dope show. I enjoyed it. Thanks for welcoming me, you know, onto your phones, wherever you have, wherever you listen to uh, Shoot the J Podcast. Again, remember, you can catch and subscribe to the Shoot the J Podcast on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, um, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, all these platforms. You can check it out. If you if you are trying to follow me, follow me at Shoot the J Podcast on my Instagram, Facebook. You can hit me up. Uh, also, you can follow my other page, the number 2WO underscore J-A-Y-Z. That's my regular Instagram. But, yeah, just you know, check me out. Continue supporting. I appreciate everything that you guys have been helping me out with so far. Uh, more shows coming soon. You know, definitely come check it out. And, um, yeah, 2019 is going to be dope. You know, I have a lot more content I want to put out. So just, you know, continue checking it out. Until next time, this has been Shoot the J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jenkins.